Hi, everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is a show where we're, we are recapping Sex in the City. And we are talking about season five today, episodes four, five, and six. Going to be so much fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Things are really heating up here. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, this is. How are you doing? This is definitely mature content episode. So it's not your thing. Don't listen to this one. (laughs) But but I'm really good. And uh, we were planning the some of our coverage coming up, and I I for some reason didn't realize that this season was only eight episodes. Yeah, I didn't either. I, and it feels like we've been barreling through it so quickly anyway that it's like, wait, are we almost mm-hmm. done with season five? Yeah, How? Yeah. We just got done with season four. <laughs> yeah, and I actually watched the first episode and, and took notes and everything, first episode of season six, not realizing that it was, I thought, oh, this is episode nine. <laughs> this is the finale of the season. But, uh, but yeah, the reason why, uh, according to what I read, is because uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker was pregnant. So that's why she's wearing a lot of flowy dresses in this season. She does but, look uh, great. But I guess that's why uh, it was only eight seasons. I mean, eight episodes. Yeah, that makes sense because it's not like it's something that you can really work around with that character of Carrie. And I also think she had yeah, so much yeah. power at that point that you know, obviously they can let her have a nice little maternity leave. Yeah. yeah. You can't really have an ex- episode of sex and city without Carrie. Yeah. Cause she is our narrator. She's the one, you know, writing the columns and putting all the, everything all together. Like it would just be weird if you had an episode would say just Samantha or just Charlotte. Yeah. You're exactly right. Cause everything is through her lens. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's why uh, it is uh only eight episodes this season, but they, they do kind of make up for it because season six is 20 episodes. So yes, I like that it's season six, A and B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, the first episode we're gonna talk about is called Cover Girl. And uh they are moving to publish Carrie's book very fast. They want to get this out. And the first cover that they show is her naked with the words of the title, The Sex in the City. Uh, covering her and she's just kind of like oh. I mean Rachel it was so jarring because I mean I personally wouldn't want to be naked on a book cover but it's it's not that it even looks sexy or provocative there's something really like twisted about the way that it, it is presented yeah. that it seems almost it, it's it's just a little scary yeah, it, there was a, it was a little like kind of pervy for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. Because it was all like cut and, and like pasted and I don't know, it looked weird. And it's like her head size and my yeah. body. It just yeah. seemed so strange that they thought, I mean, sure, we get it, sex sells, but that didn't even look sexy. Yeah. But I tell you, I could use an entire show of Amy Sedaris and Molly Shannon as publicist. 100% agree with you. <laughs> We were saying in the last episode how we were hoping they would come back and they sure as heck did. Yeah, they are really funny and uh, and sarcastic and I don't know, just had great chemistry together. I would love to see something with the two of them. I love that that could be its own series. You're absolutely right. Like that would be engaging and they have enough similar energy yet also different that the dynamic works so well between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So- 
then we have Miranda. She's feeling like she needs to lose weight, uh, lose the baby weight. And it was kind of funny when she got the zone uh, because the zone book, because that was like a big deal around that time. Uh, my, my dad is not somebody who's a false trends except for when it comes to dieting. That's like the one thing that he, well, not as much now, but when I was growing up, that was something that he would get on these diet bandwagons and would just be super excited about them. <laughs> they were. I love it. And one of them was the zone. And so he, when the zone was basically a, a high carb, uh, I mean, a low carb, high protein low carb, high protein diet. Uh, so a lot of meat. Yeah. A lot of meat kind of like South, it was similar to South beach, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so my dad had all the zone books and was big into the zone. So (laughs) like, Oh, I know this. Well, and not that anybody should be taking advice from me on dieting, but I have been on a lot of diets in my life. Uh, and the thing is, is, is whether it's low carb or high carb, it's all about limiting calories in the end. If you actually like work out the, the diet and it's limiting calories and, and the actual, uh, I mean, the argument behind the low carb is that well, the protein's more sustaining, it'll keep you fuller. So you won't notice that you're eating these, uh, the you're eating less. That's kind of the argument behind it. But the problem with it is that it's just not sustainable. There's no diet that for 99% of the population that they are going to be able to keep doing. And so then what ends up happening is you get off the diet and then you just regain the weight back. And every time you gain weight back, it's that much harder to lose it again. And so what's better is just to just to eat when you're hungry and then stop when you're full and try to have a good balance of protein, carbs, and healthy fats. If, if that's sort of your goal and then, and then the rest of your food you eat in moderation, then that's something that you can actually keep up. Yeah. And for me, like just learn when I learned about intuitive eating, it just changed everything for me. It would just finally click something made sense. And I've lost a lot of weight since I started and I've kept it off and I still have a long way to go. I'm certainly no like fitness queen, but I don't know. It's just no diet will ever work because it's about restriction and you're not going to most people, 99% of people can't keep the restriction up, whatever it is, whether it's high carb, low carb, uh, you know, eating cabbage and, and all the time, whatever it is, it's all about restriction and that's just not realistic. It's not how humans are. So that's yeah. my little spiel on dieting. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so true that it's like, you think about it then as this thing, like, Oh, I just have to get through the other side of this diet rather than like, Oh, I'm changing my mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. And I mean, I never overeat now, never. I just, cause I've, I've developed where I just don't like the feeling. I don't like how it feels. I feel sick. I feel ugh. even on Thanksgiving. Like I just don't like the feeling of overeating and being full. So I just stop. And <laughs> it's it so crazy. that something so simple. Eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. That's so simple, but I swear it has made the biggest difference for me. I know what you're saying that it does sound simple, 
But I do have to say it is one of those things that sometimes you just don't. And it's not like I eat until I'm full constantly or constantly, but it's like, if I'm really busy or I'm in the zone or I'm excited about something, I might, you know, not focus on eating, might forget about it. But then there's just some times where I'm like, I'm blowing it out. And then, but I feel sick. I don't feel good. Like that's, and that's the thing that you, that I think this intuitive eating is so spot on with is that it's like, you're going to keep learning those lessons until you actually really learn it. Yeah. I mean, it's taken, I mean, I've been doing this for about two years, so it's taken, taken a while, you know, to kind of get out of some of those binging habits and things like that. But I just sort of realized, and it clicked with me that I don't feel good. I feel mm-hmm. bad. I feel sick. And, uh, I had a, in 2020, I had a heart incident where I had to go to the hospital and it was scary. And I got, uh, put on some medicine and different things, but, uh, I I've been able to go from that point in 2020 to having a complete healthy, a complete bill of health for my doctors this year. So it, it amazing. I mean, I hate to sound like an infomercial, but it works. And for me, and uh, it's just about, I don't restrict anything. I just have a little taste of something and then I move on with my life and I don't let it because before, when I would go on a diet, it would kind of overtake everything in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I have I had a hard time kind of keeping it in its place. And, and now I just sort of live my life and, <laughs> Well, I think you're exactly right. Like people fixate, right? And then I, it's I like did at least for the sure. other side of it. Oh, I think I, I totally think we all do. Like I know when I say to myself, like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym every day this week, and then it becomes like this chore, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. I messed it up. I'm just rather than like, oh, this is something fun I can do and go for 20 minutes. There's no pressure. Like mm-hmm. taking some of the heat off of everything, I think is really important. Yeah. Uh, it, back in 2012, I was actually training really hard. I was probably in some of the best shape of my life. And, uh, I was writing down everything I ate, uh, which I know works for some people, but it became again, this sort of fixation for me. And, and my trainer that I had at the time, actually, I knew she meant well, but she wasn't very helpful because she would, she would then fixate on any, anything that she saw as not good food. And, uh, and I remember one time I, swam in the Great Salt Lake for, it was a, at least a mile. It was a good swim. And uh, I, I was hungry after. And so I got uh, Reese's cups from the, um, yeah, from the vending machine. Cause I figured, oh, it has like a little bit of protein in the peanuts. You know, it's not too bad. <clears throat> and, and I remember her being so frustrated with me that I had done that. <clears throat> and then I felt bad and you know, it was just in retrospect, I'm like, that was crazy. I had just swam like a lot. There was no problem there. Why was I beating myself up about that? That's nuts. So it's it's not like you sat and ate like a chocolate cake for 20 people. Like that's a snack. That's a little treat that you can have, even if you were just not doing anything that day. And that's the other thing that intuitive eating teaches you is to remove the moral weight of food out of your life. So something's not good or bad. Something's not guilty or, you know, healthy. It's just food. You, you eat it and move on with your life. <laughs> I love the way you said that because it's interesting how we do have put a moral thing on it when it's like, Oh yeah. my gosh, how, how did our brains start doing that? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, and it's so sad. Cause I, I feel like I kind of 
wasted that time in 2012 when I was in such good shape, not being very happy about it and yeah. frustrated and feeling like a failure. And, uh, and it, so it's like, now I got to slowly sort of build back up to that fitness level. Now that I'm in a mentally healthy spot. Place. Yeah. So anyway, not that this is a, a fitness podcast, but with Miranda, well, hey, we'd like to start one of those. Just watch out. You guys <laughs> you never know what we're going to do. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Miranda, she decides to go to a Weight Watchers and I'd say out of all of the fad diets, Weight Watchers is probably one of the more benign. I mean, they're basically trying to teach you to, uh, to, you know, to count your calories, uh, and, uh, and keep track of it with their points system. I mean, I still think you kind of then look for ways to sort of cheat the system instead of, eating just what you like in, in moderate, you know, in moderation, I don't know. It's, it, but it's, I like the community aspect of it, the support aspect of it, that it's, it's not trying to sell you any meals or food or anything like that. Uh, so it is, I think, okay. I would say. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right too. When you're talking about just like pure calorie consumption, it's just helping you track that in a way that is very systematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Escape to the Florida Emerald Coast this summer in The Beach Escape by Rachel McGee from Hallmark Publishing. After a, a monumental heartbreak, Molly Lawrence is trying to start over as a traveling vet. But Grant Torres, his charming dimples, and one stubborn loggerhead turtle named Chompers challenge the future Molly's imagined for herself. The perfect beach read for your summer book list, The Beach Escape, is a friends-to-lovers romance full of snorkeling, sailing, and of course, turtles. The Beach Escape is available August 9th from Hallmark Publishing on Amazon and in stores at selected bookstores. For more information about The Beach Escape and other titles by Rachel McGee, visit www.rachelmcgeebooks.com. That's rachelmcgeebooks.com. So Miranda goes there, she meets this guy at the Weight Watchers and, and then, uh, we also have, uh, let's see here. Oh, we have Charlotte going into the, uh, self hell aisle. (laughs) That woman sobbing in the corner. That book really helped me. And it's like, oh honey, it does not look like it. Yeah. She's like, I'll put this away. And we get our product placement for Amazon. Yes, we yeah, do. That was pretty early, early Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to see that stuff now between like Trump and Amazon and all the things that have happened. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You, know, you can check out our Amazon affiliate links in the description. Please use them. By the way. Uh, so then Stanford is talking to Carrie. And they're trying to pick out her cover clothes for her outfit. Uh, Stanford has a new boyfriend named Marcus. And uh, they're, they're talking and says, we all judge. That's our hobby. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> Marcus is adorable. Yeah. Yes. Then I feel like they're such a good match. Marcus and Stanford. Yes. Yeah, they really are. And you could just tell that Stanford is just so happy to have love in his life. Yeah. Samantha's flirting with the delivery guy and then (laughs) they become intimate. I guess you might say Carrie walks in on them 
and is shocked and horrified. And Samantha then says, lighten up. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like that would be extremely awkward. Can you imagine? Here's the thing about that. I actually, as much as I think, you know, Carrie Bradshaw is the worst a lot of the times, I actually didn't think about it as being that judgmental. Like, I feel like there have been times when I've been, I know this is a little different, but when I've like been in a restroom and I've opened the door on someone going to the bathroom, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and like, I, that's, it's not even like, I'm obviously I'm not judging. I'm the one that screwed up, but you're suddenly face to face with a very intimate act that you shouldn't yeah. be watching. And I think right. that's just what happened with Carrie. I didn't feel like it was particularly judgmental the way she reacted at all. She's caught off guard. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah, Carrie says, are we being too quick to judge judgment? If it's instantly clear a person, place, or profession isn't for you, then is it okay to judge a book by the cover? And this kind of goes back to how I met your mother with Barney and the Lemon Law. Do you remember the Lemon Law? Yeah, remind me of that. Okay, so the Lemon Law is basically that if you know that uh, you are not a fit for a date, then you have, I think it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes or something like that. You're in, you're out, you're done, move on with your day. And Robin is kind of horrified by that. She's like, how can you know? How can you know? You need to spend time with the person. And he, she, he's like, no, you know, sometimes. And so he ends up setting Robin up with this Star Trek geek guy. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he's, is he's, he's like you can leave now lemon law <laughs> like, no. um, but i i do think there is something to that i i mean especially when you're talking about dating because dating it, it's more of a more of a commitment uh whereas like i can have friends that i of all different personalities and and uh interests and everything's like that but but when i'm talking about somebody that i'm dating i think it is a higher standard yeah, I understand it's that. Just it's like a, an associate. Yeah, and if you're not attracted to them and you're not really having friend chemistry with them, that yeah, someone that yeah. you're potentially dating, I think it is kind of difficult. And I do think you know pretty quickly. Uh, there's just like chemistry. Is it there? Uh, I don't know, about 10 minutes, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, like, I'm not saying that you can fall in love in 10 minutes or like that someone can't grow on you, but I think, you know, if it's like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) I forget what book Charlotte buys. I forgot to write that down, but she, she on Amazon, she buys a book and then she gets so upset. She throws it out the window and it lands in front of a woman. And she's like, it was from God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. That was funny. (laughs) so Miranda is going out with this Weight Watchers guy but they both love Krispy Kreme donuts and the problem is is that the uh, other Weight Watchers place is next to Krispy Kreme which was very bad placement (laughs) I want to just advocate on behalf of Krispy Kreme here if you get just the plain glazed donut at Krispy Kreme it is only 200 calories, which for a treat is not that much. Yeah. It's actually not that ridiculous. I know it seems super decadent, but it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing about intuitive eating is that you're, you're not fixating on a, like 
the calories or things you're thinking about your overall diet and how food makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, what's really random. So I don't go to Krispy Kreme often. Uh, I probably been three or four times in the last two years. And, but the last three times I've been there, they've given me my donuts for free. What? That's so weird. Oh, wait, how so? Like they were just like, like here we go. Yeah. They're like, here's on us. <laughs> okay. Krispy Kreme. They sponsor the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Isn't that funny? That's amazing. <laughs> they just like they me. Actually, I don't know. They were giving out donuts for a while for being vaccinated. Yeah. But it sounds like they just like you. I think so. Maybe they have a crush on me and I don't know it. You're like, I should oh, keep okay, going. Um, so, uh, you, I guess you could say Miranda's guy, this Weight Watchers guy is a little bit overzealous. In the okay, I actually thought this guy was really cute. And I, I would thought yeah. his personality was pretty adorable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a problem for Miranda and all of the girls seem disgusted with this. Uh, I, don't and think, I don't think it's gross. I don't know why he couldn't, she can just say like, I don't know. I guess she, she did eventually say like, here's Kleenex, but, and he was grossed out by that. So I don't know. It, it's, it, you have to be able to be somewhat accommodating, I would think, with your partner. Well, and I have, like something. I think that my opinion is that he should be cool with it, that she doesn't want it. However, I don't think it's weird that he did it because he's trying to show her that it that he doesn't think anything of being downtown on her and then yeah. kissing. Like I think it would almost be weirder if he had like wiped his mouth off, like it was something disgusting. Yeah, that's a good but point. She, but if she asks for him to do it, I think she, he should be like, oh yeah, of course. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Carrie is wearing this pink fluffy lingerie outfit thing. That's terrible. And of course, of course Samantha says she has it in red. <laughs> I mean, we laugh. And I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Chamber says Marcus is not very modern. And he says, you and I have very different ideas about what is sexy. <laughs> With that, she says that to Charlotte, actually. Uh, and they give this judgmental look. And yeah, that's, that is a thing. We've all felt it, <laughs> the judgmental look. <laughs> yeah, we felt them. We've probably given up. <laughs> yeah. And so Miranda's guy leaves and uh now she has to go to the weight watchers by the uh crispy cream but she says she never wanted a crispy glazed donut again <laughs> but i think there. with crispy cream because to me crispy cream donuts are an entirely different entity than like regular donuts they're just everything about them like the how thin they are and just i don't know they're just totally different to me than other donuts and the only way to get a Krispy Kreme is to get them when they're hot. Yeah. Look for the sign, bright, hot. Uh, that's, that is. Are you a way. Krispy Kreme purist that you just like the actual like glazed one or do you like filled ones or what's your. No, I think you've got to have the, the, the original because that's the yeah. only ones that are hot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, other kinds of donuts, not Krispy Kreme. I, I, you know, I like filled and I like 
uh, with toppings or like a cake donut, but for Krispy Kreme, got to get the hot glazed. It's the best. So Samantha says that the two, that, that their relationship is perfect and Carrie apologizes for judging her. And, uh, I, I, and she says, you were so good to me during the big married affair. And, uh, the, the thing, I guess that makes this sort of awkward is that, you know, how strained the relationship was in real life. So it just kind of makes it bittersweet, at least to me. Yeah. I think that watching this season, especially this string of episodes where there's some conflict with Samantha, mm-hmm. it's very easy to go there and think like, was this when things were really percolating between them? Because we don't really know the full story of when things went south. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that recent interview that SJP did uh, where she was talking about how it just makes her really sad and that everybody thinks that she's this kind of mean person <laughs> and uh, that she never never saw it as like this, I think feud, I forget her exact words, but that, uh, that she feels like she's never been a part of some kind of feud and it just, the whole thing makes her sad. And so, uh, I'll try to find that article, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. And so then they end up how she, Samantha helps her with the photo shoot in the end. And, um, like we said, uh, SGP was pregnant during the season, but I did like her red dress with like, she has like a big brooch yeah. on. I thought that was a good look for her. Yeah, I did too. I think, I mean, I just think the fashion on this season is elevated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this episode, I think was pretty good. I don't love uh, Kim Cattrall's Samantha's hair in this season. It looks a little mullety to me. I don't love it. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. It's a surprising choice for her character. Yeah, just personal preference. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I, I don't like how it kind of layers down. It just like, yeah. looks a little mullety to me. Uh, but uh, what would you give this episode? I would give this one a 7.5. Yeah. What about you? I think that's good. I think that's good. There was uh, that whole book from the heavens made me laugh really that hard. Was over. That was very funny. Hey, this is Jen Johans, host of the podcast Watch with Jen, which delivers a steady stream of great movie recommendations, thoughtful career deep dives, and first-rate conversations with film critics, authors, actors, journalists, filmmakers, and more. You can find Watch with Jen wherever you get your podcasts or hear us first at our Patreon at patreon.com slash filmintuition. The next one is called plus one is the loneliest number. And, uh, this is, this is a pretty iconic episode. Would you say? Oh yeah, definitely. So this is Carrie's big book release party and, uh, it's a big deal. And, uh, she's kind of struggling because she doesn't have a plus one. Um, uh, and, uh, we get to meet burger in this episode. Oh, this meat cute. I totally forget <laughs> how bad burger gets because it starts so good. I know. And he's so charming. Uh, Ron Livingston. Oh, I mean, have you ever seen office space? Yes. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. And uh, he's so funny in that movie. <laughs> and, uh, so he's, he's great. In this. Very, he's very handsome. Yeah, he is. He's very handsome, but like in a believable way. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a supermodel. Yes. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so they have the meet cute. They end up eating McDonald's. So we, get, we get, have you been noticing more product placement this season? Yes, I have. Yeah. 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 There's been a lot there, and there are continue to be as I, I watched, I'm already up. Like I said, I finished into uh, season six. Um, so there's this whole thing about I, the deck of cards all over New York city. Have you heard of this? So actually, no, I didn't know what this was. Yeah. I never heard of it either. And, uh, I like when he's like, who orders strawberry shakes after the age of 11? <laughs> and that would have been like a huge shake. Nobody gets those biggest shakes from McDonald's. <laughs> she was sucking it down. I, was yeah, was. I don't like McDonald's shakes because I mean, the McFlurry's okay, but I don't really like McDonald's shakes because they're too thin. So I just love milkshakes thick thin <laughs> sprinkles in them like whipped cream on top like I just mama loves milkshakes the, so. to me the ideal milkshake is steak and shake in the midwest I so wish they had one here in Utah but it, maybe it's better that they don't but that like it has the perfect <laughs> consistency between thick that you need a spoon that's too thick uh and uh thin that you can just just easy with a straw that's like a liquid you want it that consistency of almost a smoothie consistency but with a milkshake and that's what they do at steak and shake it's the best and to me the fries too what's that they have good fries at steak and yeah i think i think they're like um uh thin thin fries but what i love is steak and shake (laughs) this is all a tangent episode um is they have the cincinnati chili that you, so you get the, it's like spaghetti and then they put chili on top with cheese. You get it with a, a steak, a sippable, they call them sippable Sundays. Oh, so good. <laughs> I am so hungry now. I want I cream, milkshakes, French fries. But I do think strawberry milkshakes is like the lowest on the, on the uh, Neapolitan thing. You've got uh, probably vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. Completely agreed. I love a vanilla shake. I love yeah. a coffee flavored shake. Oh, okay. yeah. oh my gosh. I want one so bad. Although I have been thinking, cause you know, Wendy's has been having this strawberry, uh, frosty. So I've been thinking about going, checking that out, but if you do let us know, because okay. I don't think I'm into it. So. <laughs> Maybe I'd I'll rather... put it on my Insta story. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Yeah. But the, so he's finding all, if he's trying to find a full deck of cards there, I guess they're all over the city. Uh, and, um, then Carrie asks him to be there, her plus one, but he has a girlfriend. And this is the thing that, I mean, I, I guess y- you wouldn't have a wedding ring because you're just girlfriend, but it can be hard as single women to women to know if somebody's available or not, especially if it's on social media, and then you can feel stupid by the fact that you thought someone was single. It's happened to me a number of times where I think someone's single. I kind of approach like, should we go, you know, could we go out, do something, whatever. And then I find out, Oh, not single. Uh, And so definitely if you are married men out there, wear your wedding ring. We need to know it's our symbol. (laughs) We need to know. (laughs) Even if things are going well, wear your wedding ring. Don't you agree? 
Oh, oh, totally. And I think that what makes this complicated where I actually definitely don't blame Berger is that say you're at a bar or you're at um, some random, like you're in the park or you're in line for coffee and you meet someone and it's this like connection and you start chatting. I think it's easier to bring up a girlfriend then because you're like, oh, are they connecting with me? But in this case, it was sort of a networking thing, right? Like it wasn't, but it was. Yeah. So I think yeah. to bring up the girlfriend right away, I, I don't know. It might have not felt very natural. So I don't blame him for not working it into the conversation sooner. I mean, at least he didn't accept the date or he and me stopped it right there. because So that was good. Uh, where if he'd kept it the one stage later than that scummy, but, uh, but totally. yeah, at least he did that. But I just, I've been there where I thought someone was single and they weren't and it's awkward. How do you backpedal out of that? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I usually like the last time this happened to me, it was online. Um, and I had asked somebody out and they have to turn out he was married. I didn't know. He didn't post oh, fully married, uh, fully married. Fully. I had no idea. He didn't post pictures of his wife or kids or anything. I'm not like a creep. Uh, and, uh, and so I don't know, I just said something like, Oh, well maybe next time or whatever, or we can get together or in a group or I don't know what I said, but Let something me know if he get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I do always look for the wedding ring. So, and I know that some married men are like, oh, I don't want to wear my wedding ring. Wear your wedding ring. <laughs> do us a solid, please. Please. Yes. And I do think it's very true what Carrie's saying here. She says, in New York, you were always looking for a job, a boyfriend, and an apartment. And not just in New York, I think everywhere. Uh, and she says, if you have two out of three, why does it feel like you have nothing? And that is extremely true. And I, I think that the reason why, particularly if you don't have a boyfriend or a partner is that that's the one thing that you can't really control that much. Like you can't make that happen. I can't say next year, I'm going to have, I'm going to be married. Like that's just not the way the world works. And because another person is involved. Um, and whereas the other two you can control and you can make happen, you know, through, your, you know, hard work and your, you can set a goal and you can do it. And so at least to me, I think that third one, it just leaves me feeling frustrated that, and why does it seem so easy for other people? They can get married four or five times and I can't even find anybody to go on a date with, you know? I and was so, reading online, like Kaylee Kuko, people were like, someone give me what this girl has because she can just keep skating through and I have no judgment for her doing that either but some people were saying it really funny and good natured and it was making me laugh yeah so I think that's why that one is frustrating because at least for someone like me that likes to kind of control things and make things happen it feels like it's so out of control yeah yeah so I think that is a thing about the two thirds. Um, so Samantha is getting Botox and some other things. And she decides, she decides to get this chemical peel it was from so this doctor. Good. It was so funny. <laughs> have you ever gotten a chemical peel? Uh, I've not gotten a chemical peel, but I have gotten Botox and oh, yeah. I love it, <laughs> but I would never, when, when he was talking to her about the chemical peel 
I was just like, oh no, because people, before I got Botox, I thought, oh, it's so like serious, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've only gotten one facial in my life and that felt more intense than Botox. Like, yeah. like the chemical peel, no. I mean, even if it goes well, your skin looks so raw. I'm sure it's worth it later on, but you can't really do anything for a while after it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have gotten one chemical peel. This was years ago, probably 10 years ago. Uh, and it stung like a little bit. It's certainly nothing like, like Samantha. You didn't look like Samantha? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never gotten Botox, uh, but- uh, you know, I, Your skin looks great though. Maybe oh, it's the sweet. chemical peel from a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten some laser hair removal. So I've been to doctors like that before. And man, they make it sound like the laser hair removal is like super easy and just, it is so painful. What? most painful things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, and it actually isn't as permanent as they make sound like it, it comes back fairly quickly. So I don't know, not worth it to me in my opinion. Okay. Can we just circle back to the chemical peel when you were, when you were done with it, like, w- were you red? Like, yeah, what? okay. I was so a little, want- a little red, like a little, I would say it looked more sort of puffy then like, whereas she looked like she had been outright burned. It looked like third degree burns on her face. And watching when she was taking off the veil. I mean, it was just all so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then, so she comes to the party with a full on veil. That was really funny. (laughs) Yes. I kind of admire her for showing up and being there for her friend and trying to figure out a way around it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Carrie runs into Enid, uh, at a restaurant, they're both eating dinner alone. And, uh, she says, well, why don't we, uh, eat together? And Enid says, well, I can expense it then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can tell she does not want to, mm-hmm. but I do like how they end up confiding in each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then bunny shows up at Charlotte's apartment claiming this is my apartment. It's not your apartment. And Charlotte's like, no, that he gave this to me. It's my apartment. Um, so then things get tougher as far as the uh, litigation goes. Bunny is so nasty. Mm-hmm. And and she's upset because Charlotte's with another man. And uh, I cannot believe that Bunny has everyone in the co-op spying on Charlotte. It's just awful. Yeah, yeah, and. And then we have the, her big party. And I think Carrie's outfit is very iconic. This pink and black dress with spaghetti straps on it and kind of black lace. Yeah, she looks very, amazing. Very memorable. And then Isaac Mizrahi uh, is there. And he was like on Project Runway and a bunch of stuff in the 2000s. I don't feel like you see him as much anymore. Mm. Yeah. No. He was there. And uh, he's calling me books are the books are back. <laughs> books are back, baby. <laughs> the back. <laughs> and Carrie says, I can have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> and, uh, so this par- party goes pretty well, I would say. Yeah, uh, what turnout. Yeah, good turnout. But then Carrie says, I'm lonely, but and the, and the loneliness in the room is palpable. So yeah, you can be in a big full room and feel even more alone than being by yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes it's even more pronounced because you're like, I shouldn't feel lonely, but I do. Mm -hmm. And then Stanford and Anthony get into a big fight, which is always fun. (laughs) Really cute. Mm -hmm. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Then they go to, uh, go to Grace Papaya and uh, get it with the cab, lady in the cab, and uh, get a free hot dog. This made me cry how much this woman was cheering her on. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I've had that happen in New York sometimes where support comes from unexpected sources. Yeah. And I think it really rocked Carrie that Burger came and they had what was sort of an awkward interaction that made her feel, like you said, even lonelier. Yeah. And of course, I mean, Grace Papaya is classic. It's so good. Oh yeah. my God. Their fountain soda is the best. I agree. I used to live right by the one in 72nd that uh-huh. they episode. And I would just always go in and get like a Coca-Cola and it's the best Coca-Cola. <laughs> Do you get the papaya juice? <laughs> I have I had never thought of that papaya juice and hot dogs, but I swear they dip those hot dogs in butter. Cause they're so good. <laughs> and I think there's only one now, which is sad. And I mean, it's cheap. So that's good. In yeah. New York. It's only a dollar. I think. Yeah. Your hot dog. So you get hot dog, get your pie juice. That's, that's a good, a good day. Walk around the city. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. This is a pretty good episode. I think, uh, I don't know. It's a nine. What do you yeah. Think this one's nine. great. Yes. All right. Last episode is called critical condition. And, uh, this is the episode where we have Miranda is, is about to lose it. She's not sleeping, getting so stressed out. And then, uh, Carrie gets, uh, worried about this woman Nina who dated Aiden after uh, after her and she's also the head talent booking for Silent Live uh, so uh, she meets she meets this uh, Nina woman uh, in the bathroom uh, from the That's and, an awkward interaction yeah and, uh, and Carrie says that she gave a full frontal attack of the face. So she gave her this like mm, kind of oh. weird look. Face girl. <laughs> um, I thought that Charlotte had the weirdest top on in this scene. It's like this white fluffy. It looked, it looked almost like a bib to me. Like she was going to like. <laughs> I'm not sure what she was going for there. No, it was so weird. 
and Samantha is all talking about how she's going to, she's going getting her hair done. She's going to get her nails done and all this stuff. And it just makes Miranda more and more upset. Yeah. I mean, Samantha's talking about what a packed day she has with all of her beauty treatments and Miranda can't even find time to wash her hair. Yeah. And they did do a good job making her look pretty. Her, that hair was haggard. looking pretty straight. Yeah, it was haggard. It was haggard. So, yeah, and we forgot to talk about in the last uh, episode that Miranda goes out with this guy named Walker, who does, and she doesn't tell him she has a kid. Um, so that whole thing happens. She was really, really trying to get some adult sexy time, and mm-hmm. it just did not work. Yeah. And I think Carrie makes an interesting point when she says, why do we only believe the negative things people say about us? And why do we believe our worst reviews? And this is very true. And when I was going through a hard time in my life, I went to this, uh, I had this boss who I just hated and she hated me and we made life miserable for each other. And, and I went to this seminar and one of the things they had you do they had you write down the people that were important to you in your life, right? And then write down the people that caused you the most stress and worry. And, uh, and it was so interesting because on my list, the people I actually cared about were not the people that were causing me the most stress. And, uh, and obviously different situations will be different, but how we let these negative people, like, why do like, for instance, I would let something this woman, Tanya would say about me, bother me all day. But then I would talk to my dad, someone I actually admire and care about. He would say positive things about me and I would just dismiss them as if, oh, he's just saying that to be nice. Why, why would I, why, why do I take, why do I dismiss the positive people that I actually care about and love? And yet I put all of this emotional intensity into somebody I don't even care about and that I don't respect or like. You know, and, and that was such an eye-opening thing to me to see these lists and see they're so different. And why was I letting these toxic people that I don't like, don't care about live in my brain rent-free? I, it was a very eye-opening for me. That's so true that I've heard. And of course this could just be like anecdotal, but that for every like one negative thing we hear about ourselves, we need to hear like 10 positive things. Yeah. Yeah. And I can under, I can see that. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and you think about even with like reviews of the podcast, you know, you'll have 10 that are like glowing. We love it so much. And, and then you get one that's pretty harsh and the harsh ones tend to be harsh. Um, so, but, but why is that human nature to be like, oh, well, the other 10, they were just being nice. But the one person who didn't like it is like, oh, that's actually the honest one. <laughs> yeah. They were right. <laughs> just being nice. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to also sort of imposter syndrome that, that we all sometimes feel whatever it is that we're doing. Like, I definitely feel it on times that, you know, have an interview or something like that. And I'm like, I'm not a professional journalist. I'm not, I don't know what I'm, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, you are though. (laughs) Like, I remember when I interviewed Andrea Canning, that was a big moment for me because she's like a legit journalist. She's on Dateline like, I can't interview her like what, but she was amazing and super nice and, and, uh, worked out. And, but your, your mind plays those imposter tricks on you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting with Carrie because she's really spinning out and fixating over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird because it's not even like a review of her book 
or anything like that. It's the review of, it's really Aiden's review that she's, she's frustrated because this Nina person doesn't even know her. All she knows is Aiden's review of her. And so basically yeah. that's kind of what she's, she's uh, stressing out over Aiden's opinion about her through this Nina woman. Yeah. So, and then they go to Samantha and Carrie go to city bakery. I think, I, I think they maybe have been before, but this, I feel like this is the first time they've named it. This is city bakery. Yeah. I love it there. I haven't been in a long time, but I love it. Yeah. I've done like the brownies. I really <laughs> I love that Carrie's like insisting on buying Samantha the brownies so Samantha will be nice to Miranda about Brady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then uh, that, uh, that Carrie says, we're not talking about people. We're talking about our friend and she's thinking. So that's talking about Miranda uh, because that time when you're in the post it's almost like even harder than the newborn phase especially because usually newborn phase people are on get uh, um maternal leave and things like that but but that like next phase of like six months to two years is rough <laughs> and that's when the baby's like really like acting out more there's a lot more going yeah the teething they've got uh I don't know, just problems sometimes with their bellies, digesting food. It's, it's, it can be very, very stressful and you want to help, but they just keep screaming and screaming and screaming. And there's like nothing you can do. And then your neighbors here and get mad. Yes. And so, uh, uh, Miranda's neighbors, uh, get upset. And the one that has a baby of her own cops by, and she's like, can you stop that baby from crying? And, and so then she brings over the, the vibrating chair, which is the lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Samantha trying to return her vibrator to the sharper image. They don't sell vibrators. They sell neck massagers, <laughs> which is really funny. Use what you got, you know, <laughs> I love when she was holding court in there being like, Oh no, that one will do this. That one's bad mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like yeah, the expert. Really, yeah, sure is. <laughs> and all the women are just looking at her like she's God's gift to vibrators. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she's able to, so Samantha comes over to Miranda's and says, Hey, you get to keep this appointment. You get to go get your hair done and everything. Really sweet. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so then she uses the vibrator to help with the chair because it's not working but uh but yeah those chairs do work babies love those chairs i can i can imagine why i love sitting in a massage chair and brady's little tiny adorable <laughs> face with those two cheeks and big blue eyes very I cute hold him he's so cute yeah really good cute. on set baby he looks like too he looks like yeah <laughs> you can sometimes tell when you're watching a baby in a TV show or a movie, whether or not that was like an easy go. And I feel like he looks like he's a pretty easy baby to have on set. Yeah. So first Charlotte has this sort of dreamy lawyer that she thinks is very attractive. And then, uh, she can't, she can't like get anything done and be like her hard self, you know, like hard on bunny, uh, with this attractive lawyer. So <clears throat> then Harry comes in 
And she's like, I want him to be my lawyer. And I love Harry so much. Oh my gosh, same. (laughs) I finished off, like I said, I finished off the season. And so I watched ahead and I just love him even more than I remembered. He is so charming. Even that first meet cute, even though he's supposed to be like unappealing, shoving the bagel in his mouth. You're just like, what is it about this man? Yeah. Yeah. you know, it is the confidence, it's the confidence. And I, it's also, you know, it is very attractive how into Charlotte he is. Uh, and just, I don't know, there's just something about him that's funny and sweet and very, very charming. He's got it going on. Yeah, he really does. I loved him so much. He's probably my favorite of any of the guys. Yeah, he really is because, and I think that you see like, that that makes sense that that marriage has worked. Yeah, it really does. And it's amazing how quickly they, they become committed and basically start talking about getting married very quickly. Like Charlotte learns that he would only, he'd only marry a Jew, a Jewish woman. And that's immediately important to her because she, they they just immediately get on that. We want to get married track. Yeah which yeah. was charming too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Love them together. So then Stanford goes shopping with Carrie and Carrie talks more and more about Aiden and Nina. And so Stanford asks, what do you think about Marcus? And she says, oh, he's nice. And then he finally, I've had it. I've had it with you. Uh, I've heard about Aiden for literally two years. And I ask you about my boyfriend Marcus and I get nice and uh, so yeah he's absolutely right and he probably should have said so much sooner <laughs> this was another Carrie Bradshaw's the worst moment I mean yeah she's gets a rave review and she's calling Miranda to complain about stuff then she's like you know talking to Stanford about everything and not listening to what he wants to say about Marcus it's like Carrie the world does not revolve around you mm-hmm. yeah so then and they meet Nina and she's hanging out with Heather Graham. And do you get the feeling that Heather Graham was just like, I want to be in sex in the city. It's kind of like, what? um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can do the James Bond guy, Dan- Daniel. What's his last name? Oh, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig. That, that he was a stormtrooper in star Wars. 100 this kind of felt like the same kind of thing like i just want to be in star wars put me in there <laughs> and, and heather graham's in at the end playing herself yeah adorable as all get out i thought it was so cute but she has like no plot or story no, no. it was just like oh she's heather graham here she is <laughs> it was so funny and when Sanford's like i didn't know what to say to heather graham what do i talk to right. <laughs> she's tall i didn't really realize how tall, tall she is she got but, so uh, the pretzel i just want to give her a big old hug <laughs> and carrie says that the critic i was most afraid of was me but i think actually that's not true i think the critic she's most afraid of is aiden <laughs> she's, I, I agree i think she is a, as much as i want to dismiss some stuff that carrie does and tell her to like get over herself i think she i think she does just know that she did put aiden through the ringer mm-hmm. and that that bad review is justified yep yep and she says someone somewhere could be making a face about you 
But the truth is, is that people think about le- think about us a lot less than we think they do. Yeah. Uh, most people, most people are busy with their lives, and they're they, you know, may, he might have like a passing moment where he thinks about Carrie here and there, something like that. But I think that we sometimes we think we're being judged more than we are. We think people are thinking about us more than they are. Uh, people are, oh, later on, Carrie has like a big zit. Nobody cares no. about Carrie's zit. Uh, you know, you, the, we just think that people are, are noticing these things, paying attention to these things, but, but actually they probably aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. This is a pretty good episode. I think pretty funny, pretty good relationship buildings. And uh, so I don't know. What would you give it? Oh, I really, really like it because we meet Harry. Mm-hmm. I might give it another nine because of mm-hmm. like we meet Burger and then we meet Harry. And I think that these are really pivotal episodes to to like take us where we need to go. Yeah. And the the New York Times lady uh, gave her her book a positive review. Yeah. Uh, for, but she had one line in there uh, that she, Carrie didn't like. Oh yeah, because what it was. Said, um, where I think women are are some. Oh, the like, men are disposable. Disposable, and she said, "Does Aiden think that I think that he's disposable?" And she gets so upset. Yeah, and I yeah. get it why she's so upset, but it's like, I do think that is how Carrie frames her columns. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's weird though because I wonder how in her column does she talk that much about dating versus dating in these it seems like she talks a lot more about big than she does about aiden yeah i mean she doesn't even give aiden a nickname no so i, I yeah i and we see once coming up when once big starts reading her book and what how that happens which is really funny <laughs> so so much uh, stuff yeah uh, but I agree. And I, I think this one's really solid. I, people are saying they hate uh, season five. I, I disagree. I think there's been some, some good stuff. Yeah. I think it's really solid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Jax, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Right. And you find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you're following us on Twitter at city girls pod. Try to post anything that I see it's that's sex in the city or, and just like that related. So definitely make sure you're following us on there and make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies pod, Homeworkies podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really, really, really appreciate it. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate all the support that we have gotten. In fact, just uh, two weeks ago, the city girls pod won the week for Homeworkies podcast. We had the most listens of any show, which is crazy exciting so thank you so much for embracing the show we really really appreciate it and uh and yeah let us know what you think about these episodes what you would give them and uh and check out the patron group and merch store we have lots of good stuff going on there including city girls pod merch so please take a look at that and uh thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you later bye